Hey there. Hi. Welcome back. You do this to me every time. Hi. I just want to. I try to get up ahead of steam and you mess it up every time. Hello, Anna Kadina. Happy New Year. Hi. Welcome back to the Brave New Workforce. It's the podcast that we try to keep a little bit professional. 2021 edition. Way to start us off classy. Yeah. I just, you just have such a like a, I'm ready to do this face and I want to just throw the monkey wrench (laughs) in and just screw it all up. I'm sorry, Scrap. I'm sorry. I'm back. You You know, I can't multitask. Like, this is, I got to get this. I got to get it. Oh, God. I got my tears in for the day. Yeah. Welcome back to the Brave New Workforce, the podcast transforming. The way we were. Are you reading a script? What are you doing? No, I'm I'm on brand. <laughs> He's Anna, the I'm on brand. Brand. <laughs> Yeah. So, okay. and of course, we've got our intrepid <laughs> Larry Cornette uh, sniping, oh, yeah, sniping, sniping with commentary from the corners. How you doing, Larry? <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm 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 here. I'm alive and kicking. And you know what? I'm hopeful. I am looking forward to this year. Looking at the positive side of things because it's coming. Yeah. And that's, that's a big statement. I mean, it's, uh, a lot's been going on. It's January 7th. Uh, <laughs> stuff happened. Check your, uh, check yes. your calendars folks. <laughs> uh, apparently there's guys in headdresses running around the Capitol. Uh, and that's crazy. <laughs> We're not going there, but, no, um, no. why are you hopeful, Larry? Well, I'm hopeful because what I'm seeing is that people are looking forward to the vaccine rollout, which is happening. They're, they're seeing the end in sight for the worst of this. But I think what they've also seen is that we have, as we predicted, reached a tipping point where there's no going back to the way things were. But people are looking at this positively. We're seeing founders, we're seeing venture capital folks, angel investors, uh, employees, realizing for the first time, it's like, we could actually relocate where we want to live, wherever it's welcoming, where there is a good quality of life, good weather, whatever. We can actually make this work. It's no longer a pipe dream and it's no longer a philosophical question of like, what if it's actually happening? So people are relocating. The mayors of some cities are very smart and they're opening their arms and saying, what can we do to make this good for you? And having conversations on social media for the first time in my life, where a mayor of a major city is talking to founders and investors and employees saying, we want you here. What can I do to make this welcoming for you? Boring. We spent all last year (laughs) saying this was going to happen. So this is, it's exciting stuff. You know, I mean, like these are the early adopters, the tech companies that are doing this. I think more companies are going to look at this. We've been talking about it for a long time, so I don't know what that makes us, uh, but it's going to take a while for, I think, some of those politicians to catch on. But And that's going to be fun to yeah. watch, and we're going to talk about a little bit, but like, what are we turning the page? What's our New Year's resolution? What is the, the new brave new workforce for 2021? What are some of the things we want to talk about that isn't just about all the things are changing? Yeah, I mean, last year's theme, looking back at some of the podcasts we did, it was kind of like, what do we do? What do we, how do we do this? Uh, How are we navigating this crazy, kooky little world we've just been thrown into? And I feel like this theme, this podcast themes year is more like, okay, so we kind of know what's, what's it all about. We know what we're expecting, you know, regular or 
every now and again, lockdowns, um, curfews is still going to be kind of in the our next foreseeable future. However, right. what's next? Uh, how do we go beyond this step that we're in, this predicament that we're in? And instead of repeating old patterns of uh, and tooting the same horn, how do how are we jumping ahead into the future where um, what what will these cities look like? What will this uh, environment look like? How will people be able to work in a brand new way um, when it's much more diverse and um, uh, geographically distributed? Way to set us up, Anna. That's why we pay you the big bucks. So, what are some of the episodes we've <laughs> wow. got coming up this this year? Right, like when we've we've got we've got some great interviews coming up. We had our yeah. first release today. Uh, talking, yes. yeah, with uh, Amina talking about this really cool concept, radiant, uh, with radius, the, yeah, radius, right. with with you know, sort of Airbnb for office space, and that's super cool. And I, yeah. I really love that conversation. We've got Ryan Cooter from TechStars Anywhere, that's right, coming up uh, and talking about like these venture capitalists that are looking outside the valley at, at, at big ideas. And right. uh, I'm really looking forward to our conversation with Geshi. Uh, and Anna, that was an awesome conversation. I'm so glad you brought her, her in. What? Yeah. Tell us about that. Give us yeah, give us a I, teaser. I love. I've been promoting Geshi left and right with people who will anybody who will listen. But basically, she's a woman out from South Africa. I mean, this podcast episode is going to be released after all of these uh, guests have uh, appeared, so you can go back into the back catalog and actually listen to this episode. But basically, she is and, an urban unless, planner. Unless Albie gives us a hookup and maybe puts this one on the fast track. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. It's fast track. Yeah. Fast track. I'll see if uh, we'll work my magic. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, and so she talks about the future of cities and she talks mm -hmm. about what does it look like if people were in uh, more rural towns? How does that infrastructure look like? What does pollution look like? Um and then what? how do you incorporate blockchain technology into this? Is it a good idea to do that? Um, and she actually uh, showcases a lot of different African references that maybe some of our audience, some more North American audience, have never been thought of or considered. So I love the unique perspective on that front. And we also have a fantastic guest who has been a digital nomad for the last seven years. And she has basically been living out of her suitcase this entire time. She's originally from Germany, but she's traveled all over the world. And she kind of showcases how much money do you really need to survive on a nomadic lifestyle. And it actually is not the six-figure salary you might expect. So That's uh, right. very interesting insights that I'm sure if we uh, release, depending on when we release this podcast, you've already heard of it. But if this is your first intro to the podcast, definitely check out those back catalogs. And then for future episodes, we want to get some guys in cryptocurrency to talk about economy and what does that look like, uh, future That's of education. Right. Yeah. I know we've had, uh, you know, Trip. you're very passionate about education, but it's like we know it's a broken system. Even Today I was on a call where this woman said it's useless getting my child to sit at a screen for seven hours trying to learn. And by the end of the day, they're even more hyperactive than – uh, when they came home from school, and it's just difficult. And so we know that this is not an optimal form of teaching. And and if we're, you know, being more remote, if we're doing things remotely, how will school and education put into play? So we've got some fantastic resources coming up ahead that we are scheduled to interview. I can book that interview really easily because we can just get my wife on here. <laughs> 
because she's she's like our youngest. Nepotism. I know. <laughs> we'll forego the fee, right? So so, but she's she's uh, she's basically repeating third grade. Like she's in with our third grader who has dyslexia like me, right? And is ADHD and he's a little on the on the spectrum. And he's in third grade. They're trying to do reading teaching online. He can't read the interface on the software. Right. Right. He can't yeah. it like so so like and my wife is basically sitting through all day trying it's like putting a cat on a leash. So that's a big right. problem. We're gonna we're gonna talk a lot about that kind of stuff. Like things where we've been thinking about it all wrong and now we have an opportunity to make it right. And so without further ado, who's getting it right? So Larry, you 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 you've there's already been some big moves. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. So what, what are some of those big moves and what's trending and who are the winners and losers and what's going on? Well, yeah, we've been talking about the moves in some of the big cities that have benefited from tech and from FinTech. Uh, if you look at the, the San Francisco Bay area has benefited for a long time. If you look at New York city, Manhattan benefited from FinTech for a long time. But what has happened now is it's people are actually making good on the promise, the threat. I don't know what you want to call it, but for a long time, Elon Musk, for example, has been unhappy with California and with the tax situation and regulations. He's like, I'm going to leave. And they're like, no, you're not. You're not going to leave. You know, Or saying, go ahead, leave. Well, he did. So he's relocated to Texas, Austin, Texas. He's moving the headquarters of Tesla to Texas, SpaceX and so forth. These are massive companies. Tesla is worth, is it just surpassed, I think, Apple. Did it just become the most valuable company in the world? I don't know. Tesla had a huge pop. Elon Musk just became the wealthiest man in the world literally today. So he's gone. He, he left California, went to Texas. And then we we're like, okay, it's just Musk. He's a, he's, a, he's a wild card, sure. Well, Oracle is moving to Texas, the largest database company in the world. Hewlett Packard is moving we're looking at you know the the founder of Dropbox, the CEO Drew Houston. He's moving, moving to Austin. So the these are major companies that have been entrenched in Silicon Valley in the Bay Area, and to hear that they are going to up and move their headquarters and leave California is is not insignificant. So the Bay Area is becoming one of the big losers of population and money and talent. Manhattan is a loser. Chicago's a loser. There are a lot of these places that have been really expensive to have employees and to have real estate for your company. Well, when you no longer need to have physical real estate and when you can hire anybody in the world, you start to say, hmm, where can I go that is much more favorable to my company, much more favorable economically? So the big gainers are things like Austin, Texas. Miami's a big gainer. A lot of tech companies are talking with Mayor Suarez. He's savvy. <laughs> he is on Twitter. So you should go follow him. He is a smart guy. So Mayor Suarez is very active communicating with the tech community, the venture capitalists, the angel investors, the founders. And he is literally saying, what can I do to encourage you to come here? We are a great city. So I, I would suggest to anyone that has connections to people in government office, mayors, you know, governors, step up fast. If you're listening to this and you know somebody, they should be engaging. They should be stepping up very quickly with open arms to say, how can I bring these companies into my state 
and into my city, which is going to be a huge economic boom for those places. And we've talked about this redistribution of wealth and of opportunity, leaving these dense city centers where it's been into the rest of the country and soon the rest of the world. And it's happening, which is exciting. Yeah, I actually am curious because didn't Elon Musk have uh, the boat, the boring company where he was trying to tunnel underneath uh, L.A.? What's going to happen with that company? What's what's if he's moving everything? Surely he can't be moving the tunnels too. He's probably not moving boring. Yeah, <laughs> although I mean the technology was never meant to be only for Los Angeles. So you know, it's uh, he's an innovator that likes to. I think it was a test, uh, like many things. And the city was willing to try it because they have such traffic congestion. But yeah, moving things like Tesla yeah. and SpaceX, Easy. which is the future. SpaceX is an incredible company. Whether you like Elon Musk or not, SpaceX is doing incredible things. Well, and the so the funniest thing, right, is like anecdotally, I'm seeing this like even in my own network. Uh, you know, I... <laughs> I'm not really as much on Facebook, but I've got a pro I've got a LinkedIn problem. Right. And so because like, I, that's one way to kind of track how people are doing. And I keep seeing a lot of people that I either recruited to Amazon or hired at different companies or professional, you know, our friend, Mike from brilliant forge, uh, right. you know, right. he was in, he onboarded with a San Francisco based company and they're like, well, you got to move here. As soon as things come out of lockdown, they're not talking about that anymore. Right, because he's killing it where he is in Colorado, right? That's uh, right. You know, I, I saw somebody that uh, I recruited to Amazon and just moved back to Illinois because Illinois is home, and it was too hard. Mm -hmm. You know, a, they, this this is a long term effect, right? I, I talked to a guy last night who had just left Seattle for a Seattle-based company because they became remote friendly, and he moved to uh, Boulder, Denver area. You know, I have friends that moved back to Ohio and are still working remotely. So like this is this is something that's becoming more and more of a thing and people are voting with their feet and where the talent goes, the companies are going to have to follow. It's not just the companies. It's like how do these cities, how do these municipalities, how do these politicians make that an attractive choice because you're not going to get necessarily the great big HQ building parked right. in the middle of your city. But if you can get the workers to come there, the tax that's dollars right. come with it. Well, that's the other thing is everybody has been looking at this and saying, well, it's nice that tech can do that. It must be nice to be a knowledge worker where you can pick up your laptop and go wherever you want, almost like a digital nomad. But there's a second order effect that's coming soon. So already all these supporting businesses, restaurants and you know, personal services, all the service industry that's been supporting these large population centers like the Bay Area, they've been going out of business. Well, now that people are relocating, this is an opportunity for people that work in those types of fields to relocate too. So if the hot new city is Austin or Miami or Denver or other places even smaller that are more affordable. Reno and wow, Salt Lake could, City. I mean, Reno, yeah. Reno is one of the big winners of this, which... Yeah, I've driven, I, I drove through Reno once, nothing against Reno and but like <laughs> they Reno, have a big rodeo, dude, Reno, Reno could Huge have, rodeo. Reno could use an influx of absolutely yeah. of, yeah. of new things that aren't gambling. Right. Well, here's what happens if you move quick, if you move quick, if you stay, you know, they talk about skate where the, the puck is going, don't chase it. You know, Wayne Gretzky, it's like. Think about where it's going. Keep your eye on it. 
if you get there fast, you can buy property, you can buy a home before the boom. I mean, imagine being in the Bay Area 50 years ago and being able to buy property in Palo Alto. <laughs> you, know, you could sell your home now and retire. I was so there and be two, that person, right? I was there in 2007 and everybody's like, buy now because it'll never be cheaper. And I was like, you're nuts. It's $750,000. <laughs> like now it's like, oh my God, I could like, now it's 1.5. Yeah. I could have three X yeah. my money. Right. But the, but the, uh, the, the other thing too, is like, if you look at, so there's the supply side, the big, the big, or the, this, but then, or the demand side. Right. And then you've got the right. supply side, which are the employees. And you're seeing these other things like a bunch of Google employees just got together and formed a union for the first time in tech. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be interesting. Uh, because when I was now, in California, what is yeah. the purpose of that? Why would one do that? I mean, I understand for labor wage and stuff like that, they are being treated unfairly and things like that. And, um, it's a very, uh, it can be a very dangerous industry in terms of warehouse and moving machinery. So I, I understand yeah. some of that logic on, on that front, but for te- Google and tech, um, we'll take a look at what just happened. Look at all these people who've been mysteriously fired because they went against the wrong executive, right? Mm-hmm. And there's discrimination occurring. And when it's one person who's arguing against a bank of million dollar lawyers at a big company, a billion dollar company, it's hard. When you have a union and it's all these employees and you have union lawyers who can say, whoa, you can't do that. And they're ready to defend you. It changes your bargaining power at the table. Cause there is, there are bad things happening. Well, and let's, let's, you know, in defense of the poor tech bro, right? Uh, you know, the, the 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 tech worker that everybody loves. I mean, like Googlers do not have to worry about fair wages. Like Anna, like yes, it's not the, about that. The, the the amount of people, like it's insane how much the average Googler makes, uh, just on any scale. Good for them, but the the they form the union because they want more of a say in the world, in the, in the tools that they're building, in the world that they're building, in the social responsibility. I mean, this comes down to an old act. Uh, I forget the, 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 but it's like, uh, the first and primary purpose of a corporation is in service to its shareholders. So whatever shareholder value is going to be, that's what the company is obligated to. It's called fiduciary responsibility. Right. Uh, and so if it means like, cutting prices, but that means like engaging in slave labor in China, right? It's like, well, we had to, you know, get the unit economics right somewhere, right? And these people have the talent to be able to say, yeah, that's not going to work for us. And I don't want to have to choose to give up this great job that I've earned. And um, this has been something that's been percolating for a long time. When I was in California, I was part of a big class action a beneficiary of the class action where they'd had a no poaching agreement, uh, between the companies. And you know, if you, you weren't, you weren't allowed to, that you could apply for that job, but they would just say, no, can't, can't hire somebody from that company. Um, yeah. And there was just no getting around it. And they got, they got sued under antitrust and it's like a $2,500 payday out of this big class action. Right. So like, that's the thing where, in tech, they make you, they, what they don't tell you about these great tech jobs is they make you like uh, sign forced arbitration 
right? So they can let you go or it's an at will thing, but you're forced into arbitration. If you've got a complaint right, about right. discrimination, um, you know, you're not allowed to speak publicly. You're not, you know, if you write anything, you've got to kind of submit it to legal and they can edit it. And, you know, it's your words, your ideas, and you just work there, but it's like they own you. Right. And I think this is a bit of the pendulum swinging back. Right. And so if these politicians are also looking at labor laws, where's the talent going? Uh, protections for, for, you know, if you have a job, you know, the companies can't just do an end run on what the law is, or they have to comply with those laws because that's, that's another complexity of all this is like when you hire people in other States, like what state actually control, what state law actually controls it? Right. What state like the, the how you treat that worker, things like unemployment claims, things like right to work, things like you know, all of these pieces that come into play. That's a complexity that some of these politicians and municipalities need to figure out to make it more attractive for yeah. workers to want to work there. So I think what we're hearing, which I think is good, is a lot more empowerment of the individual mm -hmm. for the individual employee, even for like the small business owners. Now, I think what's happening and why I'm so excited about what's coming this year is I think it is putting power back into the hands of individuals that slowly but surely kind of slipped away where you knew you couldn't really move away. You knew you really couldn't challenge your employer and you were worried about it. And especially if you're in a smaller city where it's like there's one or two key players in the industry and you upset them or one of them, you're like, where am I going to go now? Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like not to like name any yeah. names. Yeah, but, Microsoft but now, or Amazon. Yeah, it's a lot more empowering. I, I always tell people this: is like if you can work for anyone in the world, you don't have to put up with the kind of behavior that you've been putting up with. You now have the freedom to move. There's definitely going to be some disruption, and I think in any sort of innovative or disruptive phase, there is going to be growing pains. So we have to kind of. That's something I'm looking forward to is seeing the trends or like the common underlining mistakes some people are making when moving or when picking a city and having our podcast sort of underline those or highlight those and yeah. make people more aware of like some of the pitfalls that you might not consider when relocating an entire family to X, Y, and Z city or um, having if you're a company owner, having your company in XYZ city, if, you know, commercial real estate or whatever sort of <laughs> uh, industry that you're focused on in, in relocating is is not as fruitful for or for business friendly. Right. So um, this is this is kind of where we're headed for the new year. And we are so excited for you guys to be on this journey. Uh I don't want to wrap up this podcast right now and then, no. but definitely I think we've rambled on a little <laughs> on, no, this, no, on this subject. That, but well, well, I've got a question for Larry, right? Because like I've already made this jump and, you know, yeah. like, uh, you know, Larry, you know, we've, we've talked about all these winners and losers. And one of the surprising ones is actually Miami, Florida. Um, I know. And, yeah. and so I'm wondering, yeah. like, are, have you picked out your cabana shirt and your stogie? Right. Like what's, what's like, I've got this one that I just sent you over chat. It's got an alligator and a flamingo on it. Nice zip up front. Oh my you know, gosh. Get like, they've got a cool one with a crouching tiger. Like when are you, when are you, yeah. where, like, are you like, what, what, what dust makes off my Tommy Bahama shirts? Is that yeah, what what, yeah. What's, what makes, I mean, you got to go custom. Like what, what, what does, <laughs> I'm not about what this. Do, yeah. What is Miami 
like what's making Miami special? What's making, I mean, Texas, yeah, Austin's always been there. The There's lots question, of places to go. Is Larry the kind of guy that would button up his shirt all the way to the collar or leave it open like a, a Latino tango dancer? These are zip front. Well, you've, so you've it's kind of like, chance, yeah. So you yeah. Know, you know. yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah. seriously, I mean, like part of it, like, first of all, uh, Larry, <laughs> least likely man to be found in like South Miami, uh, you know, probably. like just, just probably. you know, like, Probably more like Wyoming up well, on the you mountains. Don't, you don't tan, yeah. like tans, yeah. Larry? <laughs> I actually tan very nicely. Yeah, I'll tell you that right now. As a youth, when I was a youth, I used to get really tan when I water skied every day and spent my days at the lake, but that's been a long time ago. Um, Miami's attractive for a lot of people, I think because... Many of the individuals still want a city experience with the environment, the culture, the amenities. They want theater. They want great restaurants. They want a lot that comes with kind of the city experience, but they would like to escape the the high cost of the Manhattans and the San Francisco's, right? Uh, the weather's attractive for a lot of people. I mean, it's you know it, good weather. You got access to the beach and the ocean. Some people love that. And here's what they've been thinking in the back of their mind for a long time, because I hear them talking about it. Someday, someday I'm going to retire someplace like Costa Rica or Hawaii or whatever. I'm going to retire and I can have the beach lifestyle someday. And it always seemed out of reach because the beach lifestyle does not exist in San Francisco. <laughs> That's a cold ocean. Uh, but now they're with like, wait a sharks. second, wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a thing that I did too. It's like, why am I waiting until retirement to live the life that I want to live. And well, so people are like, why can't I have the beach lifestyle now? I'm going to move there now while I'm still working in the prime of my career and work from Miami. I was well, never able to before, but now I can. Well, and clearly the, the mayor of Miami isn't waiting. Uh, you know, he's been, <laughs> yeah. he's been, he's been kind of awesomely shameless about, yeah, I love, uh, I love you it. know, come to Miami, you know, uh, let's make a deal. Uh, trying to attract <laughs> people to his city. Um, Smart. Yeah. Uh, so do we want to talk a little bit about him and like what, what, like who he's talking to and what he's, what he's getting going? Like what's making him different than, cause he's, he's sort of the early adopter on the opportunistic politician side. Good oh, for him. He is totally is. Yeah. He's uh mayor Francis Suarez. So if you go to at Francis Suarez on Twitter, you can follow him and, and I recommend it. It's kind of cool. Um, he, so I'm, you know, follow a bunch of venture capitalists and founders and tech people. It's not surprising. I mean, it's kind of my background and I'm watching these conversations where people are like, where should we go? And they're literally saying it like that. Like, where are you going? Where's this venture capitalist going? Where's this angel investor going? Uh, founders are talking about where they want to set up their headquarters and everybody's bantering back and forth, which they do all the time. And all of a sudden I noticed this mayor chimed in and I thought, is that legit? And it was your mayor Francis Suarez. And I looked and it's like, that's really the mayor of Miami. And he chimed into the middle of the conversation, this tweet conversation. And he said, we'd love to have you. What can I do to make that happen? And I'm like, whoa. And, and people were just shocked. They said, seriously, is this really the mayor? And you know, everybody was kind of in, in shock for a second. They're like, are you serious? You really want to hear what we want? And he said, yeah. And so they started sharing examples of what they need, you know, like kind of fix the, the non-compete laws in Florida, for example, because that's an important part of growth in California is that 
we don't do things like prevent people from being successful in their profession, going to another company and all that kind of stuff. We allow people some flexibility in that sense. So there's a lot of stuff I think that people want. It's the first time I've seen a mayor step up in you know, modern social media and have that conversation. So I think I'm hoping um, that other mayors and other political figures who are savvy and honest about trying to make this work are going to chime in. And, and this starts to be a real conversation of how can we make it welcoming for you? What do you need in terms of business structures and internet access and, you know, cultural amenities, all that stuff. I mean, it's, it's pretty fascinating. So now the obvious question, did you tweet at him? Because like, he'd be kind of awesome <laughs> no, to talk I? to. Like, I mean, if he's just <laughs> popping up, if he's got time to be on Twitter, he can come and talk to us on the podcast. I mean, maybe we need to talk to our friend, Anna Michelle, our, our brave new intern, oh, right, our brave, right. brave, new, brave new apprentice. Uh, you know, she's down there, like put in a good word for us. If anybody knows uh, Mayor Suarez, we'd love to talk to him uh, to kind of yeah, get a sense of, would. yeah, get a sense of like what's on his agenda. It's a lot going on. There's a lot to be hopeful for. There this is, year. there is. You know, what I tell people, and because I went through this exercise years ago, and I, I do this with career stuff where I say, think about ideally what you want. Don't, don't look at what's right in front of you and say, well, what do I have to do? What do I have to take? challenge yourself to think about ideally, where do I want to be with my career? What kind of work do I want to be doing now for the first time? Say the same thing about where you're living. Don't make concessions. What do you really want? What lifestyle do you like big urban? You know, you want those kind of cultural centers or do you want a more rural experience? Do you like the ocean? Do you like the mountains? Do you like skiing? Do you like being on the beach? I mean, what do you want? It's almost like you're shopping. And this is, I don't know, I've never seen this degree of freedom for folks other than digital nomads or knowledge workers who work remotely like we do, being extended to a broader range of individuals who are in this industry. But I think soon, pretty much every service industry is going to be able to put a shopping list together and say, wow, where do I, where do I want to live? What has the lifestyle I enjoy? So I've heard about this, the Twitter thing. Uh, you know, it's, 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 it's apparently yes, the Twitter it's, it's been getting big. Uh, apparently, uh, yeah, the, apparently a lot of, a lot of people are using it these days. We want more people listening to our ideas. Like how could we use the Twitter to, uh, like, how can we sweeten the pot? Uh, you know, I, you, you Larry, you and I both talk to people a lot about career. Yes. Like give us a, give us a, a share, like spread the word, right? at us like we'll have a conversation with you we'll give you we'll give you a half hour we'll give you an hour of time i will oh, yeah absolutely you know we love talking and to people we'll love talking to people like talk about your career talk about whatever but like spread the word if you like what you're hearing share us on the twitter um i think it's uh <laughs> www.twitter.com slash what's our what's our what's our what's our what's our twitter our tweeter what what is it what is our no, I don't have uh, it memorized. Let me look it up. If it's the brave I think workforce it's, or it's yeah, it's something like that. Oh, brave new ideas. One, That's right. is that yes. really? <laughs> That's the best we could do. Like you guys Ouchie. put me in charge of setting up Ouch. the Twitter, right? No wonder that didn't roll off the tongue. Well, brave Anna's new our ideas. One. I didn't. Yeah. I well, didn't. Cre I didn't create that though. I didn't. Well, Anna, brave new ideas. 
Zed. So <laughs> this account <yes>. doesn't exist. <laughs> uh, Anna is our content strategy expert. Not anymore. Like, this I is, quit. I know, right? I quit. This right. is what no, the heck? <laughs> this is this is no Anna. Like you're, I you're, formally resign. <laughs> you know these things. Um, do I? You're the snap. You know them more than I She's do. She's the TikTok expert. Oh, no, Anna's I, on TikTok. No, don't, don't. You guys, She's a you, millennial. No. You guys, you guys have heard me. You guys have heard me talk. Like short is not my 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 forte. But you can find me on Medium. It's not. I was not. I was not in. I was not in charge of the creation of these things, or else you you would know it would be good. Yeah. You can follow any of us on Twitter too. We're happy. Just yeah. reach out to us. Yeah, it's my last I'm, name, Cornette. And you can find Trips me on there too. At hey I'm, yeah, I'm, I've got a cool one. I'm at Trip Odell because I'm the only one. <laughs> oh. See, we're yeah. not hard to find. We're not no. hard to find. But no, you can also talk with you. email us because I read every email I get and I love the emails that I get. So definitely send me one at Anna at bravenewworkforce.com. Awesome. Obviously we're a little punchy, you know, uh, this is, this has been a, this has been a, uh, an interesting start to a new year. Uh, yes. I had a friend that just said that like, you know, if we had 2021 sign a prenup, it's already in violation. Uh, because, <laughs> uh, it's definitely kicking off to, uh, with a bang. Uh, but it's, uh, yes, it's it is. better days are ahead. We're looking at it. Yes. The light is in the tunnel. It's not a train this time. And <laughs> we're the, the vaccines are coming and good stuff is happening. So there's a lot to talk about this year. And we're going to be talking about the good stuff and all the stuff that's happening now. So stick with us. We're excited. We got some great episodes coming up. And uh, till then, thanks for listening. <laughs>